Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
zorakti alechem mayim tehoyrim. It's gonna be a splash then, a heavenly splash when he will make us pure forevermore, forever and ever and ever. It's gonna be a splash then, a heavenly splash when he will make us pure forevermore, forever and ever and ever. No closer to the shinna the mind to hear my head drop a reine hat a reine kap das rat ja lechem mag im te hoire no more tinna no more kinna sinna the mind to hear my head drop a reine hat a reine kap das rat ja lechem mag im te hoire It's gonna be a splash then A heavenly splash when when It will make us pure Forever pure Forever and ever and ever It's gonna be a splash then A heavenly splash when It will make us pure Forever more Forever and ever and ever No more timid So much closer to the shimmer
not fair I know how you feel when you just don't care I know how you feel when you want to walk away I know how you feel but I want you to stay Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't arrive without you And this heart's not mine and the world's not fine without you The gold won't shine and the words don't rhyme and the hills don't climb and the bells don't shine without you This whole world is just not fine without you This whole world is just not fine without you J.M. and the A.M. is eighth day. Song comes off. Song comes off of the Hula album. Uh, it's called "Stay Here" at the J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday on this twenty eighth of January, day two in the month of Shvat. It's Beige Shvat five seven eight zero. Tough Shin Pei. Uh, Lipa uh, before that with Splash. You heard I call me Shemayim done by Mordechai Shapiro. Maishi Menlowitz with one of his nostalgic um, uh, medleys, Soul Stirring, To Be a Yid, that was Joey Newcomb, Menachem Herman's Sweet Home Jerusalem, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this 28th of January and 2nd of Shvat, 38 degrees, 63% humidity, winds are west at 9 miles per hour, partly cloudy with a high of 43, then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 31 degrees, sunshine for tomorrow and a high. 43 degrees. 54 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 38 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Plenty coming up today. We got to talk about Vote OIC. Got to talk about the One Israel Fund dinner. Got to talk about what's happening in Washington today with the Prime Minister. Uh, got to talk about what's happening Sunday, both in the Borough Park with us at Eichler's in Borough Park and uh, with the Kosher Halftime Show that will be made available to the world Sunday night. Uh, congratulations to the Yeshiva University basketball team. The men's basketball team ranked for the first time ever in the top 25 nationwide in Division Three men's basketball. That piece of news happened uh, yesterday, late yesterday. So there's plenty to talk about, lots happening, plenty going on. Yeshiva League sports update, which I didn't think would return until next week. In fact, returns today. So we'll have that for you uh, with um, Elliot Weiselberg at 7.20 Eastern time. And plenty more on a Tuesday if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Shamayim, 
Vayavei El Adam Lero Smile Yikra Lo Bechol Asher
חשוב שצריך לדעת יש הרגש עצום בלב כל ישראל ואף אחד שבעולם לא ייקח את זה ממני אז תשמע אחי תשמע טוב אנחנו עם קדוש מכל העמים האם תרגיש את זה בתוך הנשמה שהקדוש ברוך הוא בחר בנו ורוממתנו אז בת אשר איתי מכל הלב ZANG
Jam in the AM with Shlomo Katz closing out the first hour of our Tuesday broadcast here at JM in the AM. That's called Sos Tassi. Simcha Liner before that is one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Uh, that was him with Kolak Avod. You heard Yido with Sos Asis. You heard Omak Adover in there with the song of Adam Harishon. Tuesday morning broadcast, 38 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 43. We're in New York City, and I thank all of you who are tuned in around the world. Congratulations going out to the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. We've been talking a lot about them recently, and for good reason. They're playing unbelievable basketball, representing the Jewish people really well on the basketball court, and... Uh, For the first time ever, as of last night, for the first time ever, they are ranked in the top 25 in Division III uh, men's basketball. First time they are ranked in the top 25. They're actually at number 24, and it's a really, really big deal. They have a big game tonight on the road. They have a big game Thursday night at home. We'll see if they can maintain this. It would be amazing if they could. And we'll be... um, we will be um, carefully watching the Yeshiva University men's basketball team as they continue this amazing and incredible adventure. I remind you, if you haven't yet voted yet in the uh, World Zionist election, if you, in the World Jewish Congress, World Zionist Congress, excuse me, World Zionist Congress, if you haven't yet voted, make sure to vote slate number four. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It'll give you instructions on registering and voting and uh, participating in a very important election. It takes place once every five years, and it is a um, an important referendum on how hundreds of millions of dollars is used, both in Israel and the diaspora. So go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Make sure to vote slate number four in the election, and uh, we thank you for taking care of that. You have till March 11th, but take care of it as soon as you can. Uh, we'll talk more about the One Israel Fund dinner later on. That's coming up in February. Uh, big day in Washington, D.C., as you know. Uh, the uh, prime minister has um, has met with the president. Uh, the prime minister's main rival in the upcoming election has met with the president of the United States. There's a deal that's going to be revealed at 12 noon today. And uh, at the same time, the prime minister's indictment is being submitted to Jerusalem District Court. So a lot going on, to say the least, <laughs> and uh, we will uh, we will um, uh, carefully watch all that's happening here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Galaitza <laughs> <laughs> in the background, we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Settler leaders have publicly gone on the warpath against President Trump's deal of the century, which they warn will create a Palestinian state with the support of the prime minister. Some of the leaders met Monday evening with Netanyahu in Washington after his meeting with Trump. And I would assume that this will be a major issue in the election as well. Who knows? Unbelievable, the timing of all this. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnan. ליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה מנדלבליט הגיש לפני מספר דקות את כתב האישום נגד ראש הממשלה נתניהו לבית המשפט המחוזי בירושלים. 
כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל. בעקבות הודעת ראש הממשלה נתניהו מוקדם יותר היום כי הוא מושך את בקשת החסינות, עדכן היועץ המשפטי לממשלה כי הוגש כתב האישום למזכירות בית המשפט המחוזי בירושלים כמתחייב בחוק. בעקבות כך יחל ההליך המשפטי נגד ראש הממשלה נתניהו. לקראת הצגת עסקת המאה, שר הביטחון נפתלי בנט והרמטכ"ל אביב כוכבי קיימו היום הערכת מצב מיוחדת לקראת אפשרות להסלמה בעקבות הצגת התוכנית הערב בוושינגטון. בצה"ל הוחלט על תגבור כוחות ביהודה ושומרון. בסיום הפגישה הבהיר השר בנט, אנחנו ערוכים לכל תרחיש. אני שומע איומים מהצד הפלסטיני, שום דבר לא ירתיע אותנו. פגשתי את כל מפקדי החטיבות, מערכת הביטחון וצה"ל ערוכים לכל תרחיש. אנחנו צריכים לקבל החלטות ולקבל עכשיו. לדבריו של השר בנט הביא כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. בתוך כך ראשי מועצת יש"ע מצהירים, נתנגד לכל תוכנית שתתמוך בהקמת מדינה פלסטינית. עם הפרטיב, כתב התחום הפוליטי יניר קוזין. חברי מועצת יש"ע, בראשם יושב ראש המועצה דוד אלחיאני, נמצאים בוושינגטון ואף קיימו פגישות אמש עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו ועם בכירים בממשל האמריקני. מהן עלה כי אכן תיכלל הקמת מדינה פלסטינית בתוכנית המדינית של טראמפ. הבוקר מפרסם אלחיאני את הדברים הבאים. אנו דורשים מראש הממשלה, השרים וחברי הכנסת לא לקבל הסכם, הכולל בתוכו הקמת מדינה פלסטינית בכל אופן שהוא, כך אלחיאני. בעלת נגיף הקורונה, אזרח יפני שלא ביקר בסין נדבק במחלה. כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. על פי משרד הבריאות של יפן, תושב העיר נארה, שעובד כנהג אוטובוס תיירים, בא במגע מול תושבי ווהאן לפני כשבועיים, ואושפז לפני כשלושה ימים. בכך מטפס לשישה מספר מקרי ההידבקות בנגיף הקורונה ביפן. מעט לפני כן הודיעו בארגון הבריאות העולמי כי למעט מקרה אחד בווייטנאם, לא ידוע על מקרה הידבקות מאדם לאדם על ידי תיירים שחזרו מסין. תחקיר יומן הצהריים, עשרות צעירים משתמשים בנפצים וחומרי נפץ בניגוד לחוק ומפרסמים תיעודים לכך ברשת החברתית טיקטוק. הביא את הפרטים לראשונה כתבנו אליאב בטיטו. בסרטונים שהגיעו לידינו נצפו מספר צעירים משתמשים בחומרי נפץ בניגוד לחוק. בחלק מהסרטונים הצעירים מתועדים בתוך חצר בית ספר ובסמוך לשטחי מגורים. חשוב להדגיש, מאז נשלחו הסרטונים למשטרה לפני כשבוע וחצי, אלו צברו תאוצה ברשת ונכון לשעה זו נצפו כבר קרוב ל-300 אלף פעמים, אבל טרם הוסרו. ממשטרת ישראל נמסר, הסרטונים המצורפים הועברו לבדיקה וטיפול במטרה למנוע שימוש בחומרים מסוכנים אלו. מזג האוויר הלילה גשם מצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף מלווה בסופות רעמים, מחר תחול ירידה בטמפרטורות, גשמים מקומיים ירדו מצפון הארץ ועד לצפון הנגב, בבוקר ייתכנו סופות רעמים בודדות, תחול ירידה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Thank you. 
J.M. and the A.M. with the Slimy Gertner and Mehera here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. J.M. and the A.M. Well, I was mistaken yesterday when I said we had no Yeshiva League sports update this week. Elliot Weiselberg has, in fact, prepared a sports report, and one that does include a mention of Yeshiva University Maccabees because of their incredible accomplishment of getting into the top 25 nationwide. Uh, before Slimy Gertner, you heard Simcha Liner and Harbe Nachat. Remember, Simcha Liner is a part of our Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. That becomes live this coming Sunday night. It's a good one, folks. you got some wonderful personalities. Uh, Simcha Liner, Ashley Blaker, Mayor Kay, a lot of fun stuff. This coming Sunday night, it becomes live, ready for you to view, either during halftime or whenever you wish. Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm, this coming Sunday night. And boy, are we looking forward to it. So again, congratulations to Yeshiva University Maccabees. 
on uh, hitting the uh, top 25, which is pretty amazing. They have a big road game tonight. They have a big uh, away game on Thursday. Excuse me. They have a big road game tonight. They have a big home game on Thursday. <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to just continuing to watch them march on. They're simply amazing. Shevas Achim had the song Shevas Achim, and Shiru Shvacha was done by Yitzchak Fuchs to open up the hour at JM in the AM. All right, Elliot Weiselberg, our Yeshiva League sports update. Y'all set everybody. Here he is, Elliot Weiselberg, every Tuesday, 7.20 Eastern Time, Yeshiva League sports update here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Welcome back from winter break, folks. Today on the Tuesday morning, JM in the AM sports update, we'll recap the few games that were played over the past two weeks while everyone else was away, and we'll set the stage for the most action-packed two weeks of the 2019-2020 Yeshiva League season. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Four games were played over the break, all of them in basketball, two of which took place in varsity. As the majority of students were starting their vacation, the defending champion Heschel Heat continued their run back to the top of the West with a 38-35 win over SAR. Both teams would be in action again as SAR rebounded with a 54-41 win over Waterbury to even their record at 6-6, and Heschel squared off with Ramaz last night, downing the Rams 60-56 behind 22 points from senior Ricky Sutton to jump into first place in the West with a record of 11-2. The week ahead holds 13 of the 22 remaining varsity basketball contests, and by this time next week we expect to have a much clearer view of the playoff picture. One of those contests will see Flatbush hosting Hafter at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, with the visiting squad fighting to keep pace in the race for the division crown, while the home squad is looking to punch their ticket into the postseason. In JV basketball, the only game over the break was one meaningless to the playoff picture as Heschel topped Westchester. Games that do have significance over the next week, YDE and North Shore will square off Thursday to see who will gain the advantage in the race to host an East first round home game, and out West, Frisch and TABC will battle Saturday night in a game that can either determine the West Division champion or throw the standings board into utter chaos. In girls' varsity A, the final playoff spot left undecided will be determined as the West number 4 seed will belong to either Hillel or Heschel, depending on the outcomes of their matchups, starting tonight with Heschel hosting Frisch and Sunday night with Hillel traveling to SAR. All other games are basically for seeding purposes with Mayanote, Frisch, and SAR all on the hunt for the West crown. Out East, Hafter has the division sewn up, but they will face Flatbush, who is looking for better seating twice, including the leading game to the boys' contest at the Barclays Center. In girls' JV, Frisch took a 34-33 win over SAR to begin the break, which will put them in a position to take the top seed next week. Moving over to hockey, where the week ahead will see nine varsity contests, including the rematch of the Frisch SAR contest from just before the break, where the Cougars can lock up the West top spot with a regulation win. Also on the slate, in what could be a preview of a play-in matchup, TABC will square off against Flatbush, and Rombaum, Hafter, and North Shore will all be in action in the race for East 2-4, through four, all separated by just two points. And in JV Hockey, the West playoff picture will be decided as Frisch will square off with SAR and TABC to determine seeds 1 through 3, and MTA will host JEC to see whether either of those two teams or Kushner will earn the West number 4. 
Finally, in continuing with non-Yeshiva League but Yeshiva League-related news, a congratulations to Yeshiva University senior Gabriel Leifer on becoming the 38th and latest member of the vaunted Maccabee 1000-point club this weekend. Gabriel's name was a mainstay for several years on the update, as he terrorized the Yeshiva League as a member of the DRS Wildcats, and he continues to do so well beyond the high school hardcourt. As for the men's team as a whole, congratulations to the Max for their first-ever Division III Top 25 ranking, entering this week's list at number 24. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Thank you very much, Elliot. Yes, big news up at Yeshiva University. Men's basketball team, as Elliot just said, now ranked in the top 25. They are at number 24 nationwide in Division Three basketball, which is just amazing. Uh, first time ever. And, uh, yes, congratulations to Gabe Leifer on the 1,000 points. Um, that's right. Less than 40 people have scored 1,000 points in the history of Yeshiva University basketball. He is one of them. And that happened this past Saturday night. They're on the road tonight. They're home on Thursday. Everybody out there, circle Thursday. It's a big game against Purchase. It starts at 8 p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center at Yeshiva University. Try your hardest to be there. It'll be quite a contest. That uh, that certainly seems evident. Uh, let's talk about Sunday for a moment. Let's speak about Sunday. Sunday's a big day for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It always has been Super Bowl Sunday because of the uh, kosher halftime show, but now there's an added component. This coming Sunday, come meet author and journalist Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss, who wrote the book How to Fight Anti-Semitism is go- and was named the seventh most influential Jew in the world by the Jerusalem Post and is an opinion editor for the New York Times and former op-ed and book review editor at the Wall Street Journal. She'll be signing copies of her extraordinary bestseller, How to Fight Anti-Semitism, and we'll have an opportunity to speak with her as we broadcast live from that event starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time this coming Sunday. It's Eichler's in Borough Park. We will be there this coming Sunday. Try your hardest to stop by if you're in the Brooklyn area. That's number one. You get an opportunity to have a signed book by Barry Weiss. And uh, come on by and certainly tune in between 1 and 3 p.m. as we broadcast from uh, from Eichler's in Borough Park. It is uh, going to be quite a Sunday, and it continues for us on Sunday night because on Sunday night, our Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the uh, Rothenberg Law Firm, becomes live. That's right, live, this coming Sunday night between 7.30 and 8 p.m., and you'll have an opportunity to see it Sunday night. You'll have an opportunity to see it during halftime. You'll have an opportunity to watch it whenever you wish, frankly. And um, I hope you'll take advantage of that opportunity. It's a fun show. A lot of great commercial spots, thanks to our friends at Keiko. A lot of wonderful performances, thanks to our friends like Simcha Liner and Ashley Blaker and Mayor Kay. Lots of fun and wonderful performances this Sunday. And we're getting set for a great Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. So tune in. Sunday's a very, very big day. Sunday afternoon at 1. We're in Borough Park at uh, Eichler's with uh, Barry Weiss. And then Sunday night, our Kosher Halftime Show becomes live for everybody to enjoy. It is going to be... uh, pretty amazing and I certainly hope that you'll uh, tune in and uh, give us your review of this year's show uh, Rabbi Goldwasser I am told has the uh, the morning off which means we continue with this from Miami at JM in the AM
JM in the AM with Miami. Mayim Hashem, the name of that one. Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. As we keep a very, very close eye and ear on what's happening in Washington, D.C., I would assume many of you saw the encounter between the president and the prime minister that happened uh, both outside and inside the White House yesterday. I'm also assuming many of you saw the uh, encounter between the president of the United States and Benny Gantz, who is the prime minister's uh, chief opponent in the upcoming election that's happening at the beginning of March. So we're paying careful attention, obviously, to what's going on in Washington, especially today as the uh, deal of the century, we are told, is supposed to be revealed at around noontime, Eastern time. At the same time, we're keeping in mind one of our uh, key organizations when it comes to the continued growth of the state, the land, and the people of Israel, and that's the One Israel Fund. One Israel Fund is celebrating 25 extraordinary years at their 25th anniversary gala happening on February the 9th at the TWA Hotel in New York City, actually in Queens, starting at 6 p.m. that evening. As you know, the One Israel Fund is dedicated to supporting the welfare and safety of the men, women, and children of Judea, Samaria, the Jordan Valley, and the re-emerging communities of Gaza evacuees. We are recommending that everybody go to the website, oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, support the organization, and certainly... Uh, support and register uh, for the big dinner coming up on the 9th of February. Eve Harrow, who we last spoke with uh, when we broadcasted from Yerushalayim in July. Eve Harrow is Director of Tourism for the One Israel Fund and is with us, in fact, believe it or not, live from Israel on this Tuesday morning. Eve, welcome back to JM in the AM. Always great to be with you. I appreciate that very much. Let's start with what's going on in Washington. I know that not all the details are out and that a lot of the opinions that are being uh, given are based on uh, leaks and different um, aversions that people have heard about what might happen and what might be revealed at 12 noon Eastern time today. What's your immediate reaction to the information that seems to be out there at this time about the deal? So it seems that there is still this idea that Israel is somehow responsible for creating a Palestinian state, which it's not. Israel was created to be a vibrant and safe home for the Jewish people, and definitely not to create a state that talks about replacing Israel with itself. You know, And so we've been making this mistake already for decades. Um, and the deal seems worrisome. I mean, initially it sounded great. I was at the Kohelet Forum where Ambassador David Friedman let's slip a few things a couple of weeks ago in Jerusalem. Um, but if it's going to, if it's going to be that we can only apply Israeli law in certain parts of Judea and Samaria, if we permanently give up others in order to create a Palestinian state, it's certainly not something that I would be for. And from my understanding, my mayor and other representatives of Judea and Samaria who are sitting in Washington right now are very, very worried about what the plan entails. Well, as I said, we're keeping a close eye on what's happening, and we'll know a lot more once the plan is revealed. And uh, yes, as you point out, with all the enthusiasm about this deal of the century, there are people out there who care very much about the future of the uh, land of Israel, the state of Israel, etc., who have uh, many Many concerns. Eve, as we mentioned, the 25th anniversary gala for the One Israel Fund is Sunday, February the 9th at the TWA Hotel. Uh, You know what the One Israel Fund is all about. Obviously, you know it up close and personal. Tell this audience why it's so important to support 
One is Real Fun now in 2020 and going forward? Look, One Israel Fund began because other Jewish organizations would not support Jews who live in Judea and Samaria. And so uh, it, it, One Israel Fund stepped in. It's already been doing it for a quarter of a century. And uh, what I find so incredible is we've got 10% of Israeli Jews now living in areas that were ethnically cleansed of Jews in 1948. And Jews came back home in 1967, because that certainly can't stand, and have created these beautiful, vibrant communities to the point, like I said, where we have 10% of Israeli Jews living in these communities. And One Israel Fund, while not like this huge federation, this huge fund that so many people have heard about, has really punched above its weight. When you build a mikvah in a town, when you put a synagogue or a park, it makes that place more attractive for people to live. Let's face it, people don't live off of ideology. You still have to have a home where you have the services, the safety that you need for your family. So be it the cameras that we have put up around the communities to keep them safe, thank God, and all the other kinds of services, medical and social, as I said, religious and, and educational you never know the small thing that will convince a family to come into that community. And I think that we can take tremendous pride in the impact that we have had on the communities in Judea and Samaria. Uh, I've been the director of tourism for almost a decade now, and I'm incredibly proud of the work that we do, the buses that we take out to see all these places, to see the people, to meet the artists, to see the ranchers, and to just see the really the rejuvenation, that's the name of my podcast, so I'm throwing it in there, the rejuvenation <laughs> of life in our biblical homeland. I mean, our kids walk among the Tanakh and walk among modernity at the same time. It is just a tremendous privilege to live in the areas, to be supportive of the areas, and uh, look to imagine a world where Jews can't live in Judea. I mean, that's where it comes from. You know, you can live in Shiloh, Kentucky, and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but you can't live in the places that originated those names. It's just really a travesty. And um, so we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going, and we have a lot of plans for the future, obviously. It depends on our supporters and how much they are with us. It's a partnership. But um, there's so much to do, and we're very excited. We're not going anywhere. Eve Harrow is with us from Israel. Uh, the One Israel Fund celebrates its 25th anniversary gala on Sunday, February the 9th. Guests of honor, Dr. Emma Laskin-Baum and Bart Baum, uh, Amichai Luri from the uh, Shiloh Winery, the Bonet Yisrael Awardee, Rebecca and Gabriel Boxer, Keter Shemtov Award, uh, Dora Dor Award in memory of uh, Morris and Gloria Grobe will be uh, accepted by the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families. And the Did Yesha awardees, the young people, Hannah Lewin, Talia Laskoff, Molly Sigmund, Isabella Weisfeld, Ariel Yarmish, uh, all at SKA Halb High School for Girls. Eve, you got to give this audience uh, a perspective. You just, I mean, you just mentioned uh, a moment ago about visiting different areas of Judea and Samaria and your role when you're able to bring busloads of people to see these places. We mentioned Amichai Luri. Uh, you have this unique uh, ability uh, or this unique opportunity, I should say. Uh, to visit wineries that continue to sprout up in Judea and Samaria and to visit farmlands and towns that continue to grow in areas of Judea and Samaria. What's it like for you as you take groups around and continue to show them areas and industries that continue to grow on a regular basis in Judea and Samaria? I mean, first of all, you just see the hand of God everywhere you go. Just a few weeks ago, in the weekly portion of Da'yechi, so Jacob blesses his son Judah 
He says, your eyes, uh, your eyes will be red as wine, you'll wash your clothes in wine, and your eyes will be white as milk, which is a very strange blessing to give. It's not one that you or I would give our children. But it's a blessing on the land. It's a blessing that you'll have vineyards, but you will also have the kind of land that's great for grazing your sheep and your goats. And it's exactly what we see. It's like, you know, the Tanakh in 3D. It's an incredible thing to understand that. We never lost faith in God. He never lost faith in us. And the things that are happening here are the ultimate partnership. It's a tremendous amount of hard work from the security services to the farmers, to the politicians, to the religious leaders. It's a never-ending struggle here to recreate a state in our you know, ancient homeland and where we haven't been sovereign in way too long. But then you see that Hashem is right with us. It's the most amazing thing to live like this to be able to take people to these places, to see prophecy come true right before your eyes. There is no explanation for it. And then on top of it, we have these great wines that are winning awards around the world, up against non-kosher wines, up against, you know, like not just Manischewitz and little Jewish wineries. It's, a, it's really amazing. You see the blessing. I'm very into the food in Israel. You see the blessing in the food. You know, Eretz Yisrael is like the ultimate Jewish mother. She is feeding her children. She is so happy we've come home, and we're seeing it in the wines. We're seeing it in the produce. And uh, that, you know, you don't have to come here for a culinary tour, but, oh, my God, if you do, you know, I mean, everybody knows how amazing it is. <laughs> so we see it even in the simple, we see it even in the simple things. When we say the grace after meals, it's really a love poem to the land of Israel, and we get to live it and not just say it. And I encourage everybody to come out here. If you haven't been out here yet, even if you've been out here 2,000 times, come back again. There's always more to see. And meet the people. Amichai is not just a guy who grows grapes. He is an artist, and his palate is the wine. And when you understand that, that they see what they're doing here is really a privilege and a gift, it's a whole other level. It's really not just about the wine. People should come, come to the dinner, meet him. I'll be there, too. And uh, it just should be a wonderful experience, and the organization should should keep on going. Mikhail, Mikhail. Amen. Oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. By the way, Eve, we should mention it. And by the way, I, I hope everyone caught what you said, because now Birkat Amazon, I think, could be said a little bit more deeply and, a, and with a little bit more concentration when people think about what you just said, that it's, in fact, a love poem of the uh, land of Israel. Um oneisraelfund.org for information about the dinner. We should also mention, you know, I, I, I started this conversation speaking a little bit politically. We are focused on what's happening in Washington today, and those not familiar, uh, today is the day that the President of the United States is set to reveal the quote-unquote deal of the century. We should mention with all, all the skepticism and, and, and really with all the, uh, uh, you know, the wariness that, that we, we view any type of deal, as you described earlier, uh, there still has been some type of... Uh, remarkable recognition by this government of areas of Israel, including Judea and Samaria. I'm sure you're aware of the recent Pompeo doctrine regarding what some people call settlements, and I'm sure that uh, that, that gave at least some comfort to people like you uh, hearing that from a representative of the American government. It absolutely did, and I was privileged to be in the White House last month. I guided Paul Teller, who's uh, Trump's liaison to Congress, and I guided him in Jerusalem, so he paid me back in kind, and he gave me a private tour of the White House. And there's definitely a sense there that these people want to correct some very moral wrongs that have been done vis-a-vis Israel over the years. They're not that they don't feel, and we don't feel like they're doing us a favor. 
We have been laboring for way too long under a lot of lies, like the settlements being illegal. And these things have to be rectified. And not just for Israel's sake. If we want to live in a world of justice and truth, well, it tends to start with the Jewish people and with the Torah. And uh, so the focus on Israel is really not just about us. It's about good people everywhere have to understand that if we, if we have let the lies win here in Israel, they just go all over the place. So, but there is a nice sense about the White House, but we also understand we have politics and, and all of that. But we have to, you know, do what we have to do right. in terms of saying we're not giving up. And we're not giving up the land. We're not, not for, for every other reason, um, but we are staying put in Japan's area forever. Uh, well said. Eve Harrow's amazing. She's there. She's uh, director of tourism with the One Israel Fund. And she and I remind everybody that February the 9th gives us a unique opportunity to support the great work of the One Israel Fund to continue to build Judea and Samaria. It's 25 extraordinary years. A um, lot of wonderful uh, honorees on the 9th of February at the TWA Hotel starting at 6 p.m. that night. I hope everyone will go to the website, oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, and register. If you can't make it on the 9th of February, at the at the minimum, we hope you support the cause and uh, keep the efforts going so that people like Eve and those who work with her uh, continue to uh, can continue to build Judea and Samaria, uh, no matter what the deal in Washington today uh, might reveal. Eve Kolakavod, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Continued Hatzlacha. Next time in next time in Jerusalem, Nachum. Thanks so much, everybody. A- have a great day. Amen to that. There she is, Eve Harrow. The last time we spoke to her, in fact, was in Jerusalem. And Bezrat Hashem, next time will be as well. Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. at Simcha Liner. He's one of the stars of a Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. We're getting set for Sunday when the uh, Kosher Halftime Show becomes available to everybody to watch during halftime or any time. And um, he, uh, Simcha Liner, and Ashley Blaker and Mayor Kay, all part of it. Uh, this coming Thursday, Mayor Kay is in our studio here at J.M. in the A.M. We'll talk uh, Kosher Halftime. We'll talk Super Bowl and all that. Um, that's this coming Thursday here at JM in the AM. Let's see what, what else we have lined up for you <laughs> tomorrow. Ashley Blaker is going to stop by. His show begins February the 3rd, as we've been telling you. So he'll stop by tomorrow. Uh, the 30th is when mayor K Thursday and simple liner will be part of our show. Uh, so lots of kosher halftime show talk being presented this week. 
We're very excited about Sunday. And now we have another reason to be excited about Sunday. This coming Sunday, meet author and journalist Barry Weiss, author of the book How to Fight Anti-Semitism at Eichler's of Borough Park. This coming Sunday, beginning at 1 p.m., named the seventh most influential Jew in the world by the Jerusalem Post. She's an opinion editor at the New York Times. She's author of the book uh, How to Fight Anti-Semitism. She's a, a native of Pittsburgh, which makes her story even more interesting. And we get to interview her this coming Sunday. So we'll be on between 1 and 3 here at the Nahum Siegel Network from Eichler's and Borough Park. Barry Weiss uh, will be our primary guest. We'll have other guests as well. And I'll have an opportunity to ask her questions about the brand new book. Plus, everybody out there who's listening right now, come out to Borough Park this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. You could have a brand new book by uh, Barry Weiss signed. You purchase it, you get it signed. And... um, and that'll be really cool. It's a really good book. A lot of important things that she says about anti-Semitism in that book. All right, so check it out and uh, and get ready to enjoy this coming Sunday in Borough Park, Brooklyn, at the brand new Eichler's in Borough Park. Um, if you haven't voted yet in the uh, World Zionist Congress, it's voteoic.org, voteoic.org. You want to make sure to vote for slate number four. Slate number four is the one we are on. VoteOIC.org, VoteOIC.org. Keep that in mind. And, uh, yes, you have until the 11th of March, but we'd prefer if everybody would uh, do it as soon as they can. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Feel free to comment to us uh, during our broadcast time. Um, coming up at uh, 9 a.m., JM Rewind with Ashley Blaker and uh, Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the YU Max. And again, we say Mazel Tov to Elliot on the Max being ranked in the uh, top 25 nationwide in Division Three men's basketball, which is amazing. Has not happened before, and it's amazing. And uh, at 11 o'clock, Avrami uh, in Israel with the um, with the Tuesday live lunch. Now, I got to take a second here. And wish a very, very special Mazel Tov to Toby and Avrami and the entire Finkelstein family, and specifically Hanan, who's getting set to celebrate his bar mitzvah. Uh, as I, as I said in a message to Avrami just a few minutes ago, how old am I that now the Finkelstein family is celebrating a bar mitzvah? Unbelievable! He'll be getting an aliyah in school this um, coming Thursday morning. Uh, to celebrate with classmates and friends, and uh, to uh, Hanan, the bar mitzvah boy, and to his siblings, and of course to Toby and Avrami, and Avrami who's been a mainstay, a backbone of our network for many, many, many years. We say mazal tov from all of us here at JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. It is hard to believe that um, the Finkelsteins already have a bar mitzvah boy. Amazing. And Hanan, you should uh, continue to uh, grow and progress to the point where you surpass the amazing and incredible accomplishments and midos of your amazing and incredible parents. You do have amazing and incredible parents, and um, there is nothing they would want more uh, than for you to even uh, surpass all their great accomplishments and their uh, amazing disposition. Uh, And to your grandparents, to all your grandparents, Hanan, uh, make sure to uh, to um, convey Mazal Tov wishes from us, from all of us. You have amazing grandparents. Make sure to say Mazal Tov uh, to them from all of us here at JM and the AM. So a really amazing and incredible Simcha. 
just sprung on us. We didn't realize what was going on until Avrami messaged us. And this coming Thursday morning, Hanan Finkelstein celebrates a bar mitzvah in the Holy Land in the state of Israel. It is a minute before 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. children laughing as they play the trees start singing without warning it's gonna be a wonderful day you know i got no patience for complaining to stop and quit about all the bills i have to pay cause even when there should be sunshine but it's raining my feet will dance me to the kretschma anyway so many the blessings, they're coming, but you keep on running, just sound and sing.
огурчики! Yeah. 
Did I? 
חטאתי לך, וכל לי על כל פשע עין. על כל פשע עין. גם בימים ששכחתי אותך, היית תמיד בחיי. בכל הדרכים שהלכתי בעצם, היית לי נר הייתי עיוור, לא ראיתי מעבר למה שהביטו. גם כשקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק. מלך מלכי המלכים, תודה על חיים, על אור שעל פחי פתחתי בך אלוקיים, על חצי שני, על בכור וילדה, תודה גם על עושר בלי די. תודה על חגים, על שבת ששומרת, שלא ייגמר לעולם. כל יום שעובר בדרכי לגן עדן, שיוויתי אותך מול קשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Ohad and uh, the Kinderlach with Melach Malchayam Lachim. Before that, from the album entitled Those Were the Days, you heard the Chabad medley done by Yaakov Shweki. Those Were the Days, volume number two here at J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Tuesday. If you haven't yet voted in the uh, World Zionist Congress election, make sure to go to uh, voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It is slate number four that you're looking to support. Slate number four, that's the one that we are on. Uh, again, that's uh, voteoic.org. Keep that in mind. T- try to take care of that now or today at the minimum. Kosher Halftime Show this coming Sunday. Kosher Halftime Show happens this coming Sunday. Sponsored by and brought to you by the uh, wonderful Rothenberg Law Firm. Kosher Halftime Show 2020 stars Simcha Liner and Ashley Blaker and Mayor Kay. And um, it's a good one. It's a good one with a lot of funny stuff, a lot of great commercials. Thank you to our friends from uh, Keiko. And uh, just a great presentation uh, upcoming on Sunday. Now, on Sunday night, it'll be made available between 7.30 and 8 o'clock Eastern time. You can watch it then. You can watch it during halftime. You can watch it whenever you want. Uh, Just make sure to help us spread the word about Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Um, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, and we thank you. By the way, before we get to the Kosher Halftime Show, don't forget that Sunday is a very big day for us. We are broadcasting Sunday starting at 1 p.m. with author and journalist Barry Weiss at the new Eichlers of Borough Park uh, in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Come on out to 13th Avenue and 50th Street. You'll have an opportunity to get a book signed by Barry Weiss. You'll have an opportunity to meet her, and you'll have an opportunity to see us broadcast from there and to do a Q&A with Barry Weiss this coming Sunday, February the 2nd, between 1 and 3 p.m. at Eichler's and Borough Park. She was voted the seventh most influential Jew in the world by the Jerusalem Post. And we get to speak to her live and in person, and you get to meet her this coming Sunday at Borough Park Eichler's starting at 1 p.m. So check that out. Get ready to be in Brooklyn on Sunday and get ready to spend part of uh, Super Bowl Sunday with us at Eichler's in Borough Park. We are anticipating a great crowd and a really uh, unique and a wonderful afternoon with Barry Weiss in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Mordechai Shapiro, he's next off the album Akomi Shamayim. This is Moda Ani. This, this is called Boker Tov, rather, at JM in the AM. Yo, yo. 
נרגש, אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה חיים במתנה. בכל יום מתעלה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך
הגדיר על הכל, מי ברוך על הכל, מי גדול על הכל, מי דגול על הכל. הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה. את החתן ואת הכלה, הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה. הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה. One of the great selections from uh, Cole Ish here at JM in the AM. Sandy Shmueli before that with Mia Dear. You heard Boker Tov done by Mordechai Shapiro, and it's a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Kosher Halftime Show is unveiled this coming Sunday night, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. A uh, big thank you to uh, Simcha Liner, Ashley Blaker, to uh, Mayor Kay, of course, and to everybody responsible for the Kosher Halftime Show. We take this opportunity to thank all the sponsors our friends at the Azer Mitzion, our friends at Abel's and Hyman, uh, our friends at kosher.com, our friends at Keiko, and all their great products, and of course, Rothenberg Law Firm, and all those who are responsible for a great Kosher Halftime Show 2020 becomes available Sunday night, and I hope that you'll be uh, tuned in and that you're ready to enjoy a, uh, a great show. After all, it's Kosher Halftime Show. How could it be anything but a great show? Yassi Zablocki is with us live via telephone. It's been a while since we've spoken to him. Uh, he's got big Pesach plans, and frankly, he's got year-round plans that I think would intrigue a segment of this audience. So pay careful attention to what he has to tell us about his company called Destinations. Yassi Zablocki, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. It's great to be back. I appreciate that. And for those of you who are uh, looking for some context, when we spent many years, and I'm not just talking about Pesach, but I'm talking about year-round, many years at Kutcher's, 
and at many other destinations. It was Yossi Zablocki who was uh, responsible for that, and he has brought uh, Pesach and many uh, year-round programs to life um, since then for the greater Jewish world. And he's even dabbled, and I think dabbled would be a mild way of saying it because of how serious an effort he's made. Uh, he has more than dabbled in the area of kosher cruises as well. So here's an opportunity to catch up with Yossi and find out what's going on. So again, welcome to the show. I don't even know where to begin, Yossi. Where do we start? Do we start in the Catskills? Do we start on the high seas? Where do we begin with destinations? I, I think we start six years ago. You know, people come over to me still today. I used to be on your show relatively often um, back when I was running cultures and was trying to single-handedly revitalize the Catskills back then, which I, which I think I did to a certain degree. And people still come over to me when they hear my name from either the cruises or something else I'm doing, and they're like, oh, you used to be on, on Nachum Siegel all the time. And I said, yeah, that was me. I said, that was me back then. I was surprised that people knew that and people remembered it from, from, from six years ago. But people still come over to me today, and they seem to see me as a reference point from having been on your show. Wow. Well, thank you for that. So where do we begin? Is, um, it, is it the Catskills? It's uh, on the high seas. I don't even know where to start. So, so I, you know, after around six years ago, Kutcher's, uh, when when gambling had gotten past in New York, and um, and the Kutcher family sold the property that Kutcher's Hotel had been on, and so I I, I sort of lost that business because I owned the business and the rights to the hotel, but I didn't own the property. So when that when that sort of um, when that sort of disappeared. Um, and as a side note, at around the same time, I also moved to Israel. I started just doing other things involving the kosher tourism. I started just doing um, uh, the Pesach at Honors Haven. And I ran for the next couple of years a successful Pesach program at Honors Haven. We would sell out. It's a great program. And I would dabble then during the summer and in smaller programs, still running a miniature kutchers in the Catskills. I was doing hotel weekends up at Anastasia in the Catskills or the Hudson Valley Resort. I did Sukkot, I did Rosh Hashanah, but it wasn't really, you know, such big, fascinating stuff. It was nice weekends, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything earth-shattering. And then, um, at a certain point, I saw that I had free time between the months of, of October and, I would say, March, when there was, when there, I wasn't working on any hotel programs, and, and I wanted to go on a kosher cruise uh, with my wife. Um, I was in Israel. I wanted to go on a kosher cruise with my wife, and um, there really were no affordable kosher cruises around, nothing that was in our budget. And I saw advertised, um, a, uh, I saw advertised a, a kosher cruise that was advertised in Israel, and so I walked into this. I never heard of this company or anybody doing this thing, and I walked into their office, and I said, who the heck are you guys? And it was this, it was this French guy, French-Jewish guy in Israel, and he was trying to do a kosher cruise, and, and they, they really... They, had, they didn't really know the hospitality industry. They didn't know the American clientele. And, and the truth is, is that even this cruise that I wanted to go on, it wasn't going to happen. They, they weren't able to get off the ground. Um, so, so much for the idea of me being able to go on an affordable kosher cruise with my wife. So I said, look, I have some background in, in hospitality and kosher food and kosher travel. Let me try to do a kosher cruise. Um, you know, I'll take some of the information that you guys have with the cruise, and just cruise line industry, and I'll put it together with what, with what I already know in my client list, and, and you know, I'll do a kosher cruise. Secretly, all I want to do is go on a cruise with my wife. <laughs> so, you know, it was a lot of effort just to, just to try to go on a cruise. I don't have to run a whole kosher cruise myself, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do when you want to go on an affordable kosher cruise. <laughs> so we that. picked a date, and I said, well, let me try it. I don't know if this has legs. And, and in a, I, I signed up 60 couples for this cruise. 
in a second, not, not in a second, it took me a few months, but I signed up 60 couples, and all of a sudden, I had a kosher cruise going on, <laughs> and it was, it was successful at, at, at really reasonable rates. Um, so, A, my wife enjoyed her cruise, right. and it was good. I got that out of the way. And then after that, I said, okay, let's, let's I guess, let's keep trying to do this. And so over the past three, three, to three to four years, um, I've slowly been building up this kosher cruise business. There was a void in the business for, for affordable kosher cruises. And I've managed to turn this into, thank God, into the, the largest kosher cruise company in the world. We are doing more kosher cruises this year than any other kosher cruise company out there. We're it, doing it, 12, it, 13. Is, is it under the name Destinations? So I market it in the United States. I market it under the name Destinations. Um, in Israel, I market it under the under the, the name Kosher Cruise, which sounds much better in Hebrew than it does in, in English. It doesn't really have – it's really just descriptive in English. But uh, in, in the United States, and uh, I market it under the brand Destinations. We also um, – Kosher Travelers, which is a well-known travel agency for Anglo travels around the world, also does heavy marketing for us and helps us plan these cruises. Um, and so – um, and so we are doing this year, I think we're going almost everywhere. We're doing cruises to, to we're going to Iceland, we're going to the Norwegian fjords twice, we're doing Alaska, we are doing the Greek Isles, um, Venice, we're doing Russia and Baltics, a Jewish heritage cruise. We're going to, in the, in the fall, we're going to do a cruise that's going to actually touch down in Morocco. Oh, yeah. It's very rare to find. Um, and we're going to be spending two days in Morocco on that, while doing that cruise, those two stops in Morocco. Um, we we're doing it's amazing what's what's taken off. Um, we have cruise, three cruises this summer on the Costa Smeralda. The Costa Smeralda is it just started sailing three weeks ago. So it's the newest cruise ship in the world. Um, it is the I believe currently the largest cruise ship in the world. It'll be the largest cruise ship for the next few months until some other company builds an even larger cruise ship. <laughs> it's something like seven, eight thousand. Uh, Seven, eight thousand people. It's like the competition with cruise ships being larger and skyscrapers. It's like the same thing. Like each right. country has to build let, a, let, a bigger and let, let's slow down for a second. Yes, he's a blocky is with us. Um, people have different impressions when the words kosher cruise are bandied about. Uh, there are cruises that are exclusively kosher. Every you know item of food on the boat is going to be kosher on the ship, and then there are cruises where it's a kosher cruise, but it's a sort of like a different section. How does your Cruise hospitality work. So, um, let me let me just go back a second in terms of what you were saying. Except for a riverboat cruise, except for a riverboat cruise, no cruise that I know of today is ever exclusively kosher. The reason for that is that cruise ships at their smallest today are two thousand people. At their largest, like the Smeralda, is eight thousand people. Um, and nobody, no kosher cruise company in the world can pull off a 2,000-person kosher cruise. Maybe when cruise ships were smaller um, back in the day, I don't even know when that necessarily was. Um, maybe that was a possibility. But all kosher cruises that you see, that people see advertised, I'm not talking about riverboats, but I'm talking about real proper cruises, they're always done basically the same. Well, they're, they're, at the very least, they're done where you take a portion of the kitchen one restaurant of the of the cruise ship, or or one part of a kitchen, and your own dining room area, either your own private dining room or a area in a larger dining room, and that's your kosher designated area. Okay. Um, it's it's near impossible. I, I've never heard of anybody pulling off a two thousand, even a one thousand person kosher cruise. 
All right, so, um, you, so you're essentially of a group on the ship, and they have kosher food at their disposal, and you're, uh, and, and I, I would assume that uh, you know they can take advantage of every everything else on the ship, so to speak. Right. So there's there's different levels of kosher food that a company might do when they're trying to do a kosher cruise. The, the easy way to to really to do it is to just order the frozen frozen kosher food dinners, which is not what we do. You order the frozen kosher food dinners. Maybe sometimes you can get the chefs to help you make some of the side dishes. It's sort of like almost like eating LL kosher food, um, not really even a step above that, and, and uh, getting the kitchen to sort of help, help you do something. That's not what we do on any level. The way to do this properly, which is what we do, is we bring in a team of mashkichim onto the cruise ship, and um, you know, we may bring them even the previous crew so they can start koshering the kitchen. You bring in a team of mashkichim, um, a rabbi. We bring in three mashkichim and a rabbi on our cruises. They take over either a restaurant in the ship or they take over a portion of the kitchen. Um, it's blocked off from, from any of the non-kosher areas that are still on the cruise ship. And they kosher that area. And then we bring on all of the kosher food, all the kosher meats, the kosher cheeses, the menus, um, and we start operating a a high end kosher restaurant right. on the cruise ship. Three where meals. We're serving duck, we're serving veal, we're serving lamb, we're serving steak. It's it's magnificent, um, you know, magnificent plated. Um, uh, any any meal you could actually be even you know think of. Um, it's freshly cooked. We do breakfast, we do lunch, we do dinner. We even do a four o'clock PM snack every day. Um, just in case you happen to be hungry in between lunch and dinner, which really doesn't happen, but we offer it anyhow. Um, you then have to, we then do more than just the cruise. We bring on a safer Torah, obviously, because we're running Minyanin. You bring on a safer Torah. Um, you have somebody who's a a rabbi on the ship and he's giving lectures uh, when, when you're, on Shabbos or whether you have a day at sea. Um, and then besides for that, you also can um, take advantage of the other activities that are on the, that are on the uh, cruise ship. They have shows right. at night. They have lectures during the day. They have aerobics. They have, uh, they have a spa. And you do whatever you're doing on the cruise, whatever the regular non-kosher clientele are doing, you could participate in those activities as well. How do people get information about all this? How do they see a list of the cruises you're offering, et cetera, et cetera? Um, they can go onto my website, which is destinations613.com, destinations with an S at the end, destinations613.com, or they can call my office at 845-794-6000. That's the original Kutcher's phone number from 190, I don't know what, 845-794-6000. <laughs> All right. Um, In addition, when people go to that website, and uh, we do suggest that people go and check it out. You'll see the entire list of cruises and get all the information that we were just discussing here with Yossi Zablocki. Uh, 845-794-6000 or uh, Destinations613.com, Destinations613.com. In addition to the cruises, uh, they will see that uh, you have plans for Honor Save in this Pesach, which is not unusual. People know about that. But also Hudson Valley and down in Florida. Explain what's going on for Pesach 5780. All right, well, there's two things going on. First of all, we have, um, in, I opened up this year in Orlando, um, we have another Pesach program. Um, there seems to have been room in the market in Orlando to be able to put another program in there. So, um, so we started another very nice program at the, uh, 
Wyndham Celebrations Kissimmee Hotel. Uh, it's Wyndham Celebrations Kissimmee. You could think it's Orlando, but it's right near Disney World. Um, that hotel, we had a great opportunity. I re- even though I'm quite busy, I couldn't pass this by because the hotel is doing a $30 million renovation, which means that everything in the hotel is completely brand new. Um, all, of the, uh, all of the bedrooms are completely brand new, head to toe. Um, and so I had the opportunity to get into this market there, and I couldn't really pass it by. So um, I started a program um, in, in, uh, in Orlando, and actually just last week, this is actually, uh, you guys are hearing this sort of first, but um, I quasi teamed up with a special guest host who is going to help us out on this program, and it is Shloimi Smilo, who everybody in the pest industry recalls from the Smilo Family Tours Pestle Program. Sure. Um, he has done a program in, I think, the past two years, so he was, uh, he was available and at my disposal, so to speak, and it was a good opportunity. He had done Orlando for many years, so it was a good opportunity to sort of bring him in to help us with this program, um, and so he's going to be joining um, our, our staff at this program, um, and it'll be a lot of fun to do something different, to do something uh, in, uh, in Orlando. Um, I had been doing up till now Catskills and cruises, but um, I got my feet wet a little bit in Florida because that's where some of the cruises take off from. But this is a great opportunity at a, at a new hotel. And again, my motto for everything that I'm doing is to do the the highest end product that we can with still keeping it at a reasonable rate. Right. The profit margin, in my opinion, on each one of these adventures, whether it's Pesca, whether it's a cruise, doesn't have to be so, so, so great to make it unaffordable for people. So even this, even this Orlando program, the Orlando program, it's under, you know, it's under $2,900 a person, which for an out-of-New-York-State program is a great rate after tax and tips. Um, it's less expensive than any program I've seen out of the New York area. And it's a way that families can go and, and, and afford it. an Orlando you know, adventure um, go to the Magic Kingdom and be able to afford it, even with the Pesach cost. All right, so Pesach in Orlando and Pesach at Honors Haven up in the Catskill region. People can go to Destinations613.com, Destinations613.com. And now tell us about the news in the Hudson Valley up in the Catskills. Okay, so here's where things get a little bit crazy. Um, so uh, I've always been a Catskills guy, and it's been my, my dream for years to have my own hotel that I have my own control over. And this past spring, I got the opportunity of a lifetime when the Hudson Valley Resort um, was up for sale. Um, it had been owned by a Chinese corporation that didn't really know what to do with the Hudson Valley Resort. And I said, this is my last chance to really own my own Casco's Hotel. Kutcher's was my business, but not my property. And I ended up uh, losing the property as a result. So I had the opportunity to go in and purchase the hotel beginning to end. So um, me and a partner, we purchased the property, and we are, we are restarting the glory days of the Catskills of Kutcher's, and now we are the National Jewish Convention Center, which is how I used to market it back then, right. is back in business at the Hudson Valley Resort. Um, I have crazy changes that we're doing for this hotel. It's going to, it's going to be a game changer for the entire vacation, culture vacation industry. Um, we're, we're, as a result, of course, we're running it for, for Pesach because we have to be open Pesach. We're open right now for groups um, at the moment. But the plans that I have with the hotel are, I think, they're mind-boggling for families. First of all, my plan is to create a fun park on the premises, indoor fun park on the premises of the hotel. 
Um, I don't think this exists really anywhere. You can go to a hotel, especially a kosher hotel, and have bumper cars, have uh, 45 uh, prize games, um, blow-ups, um, glow-in-the-dark miniature golf, um, uh, laser tag, all the stuff that you'll find in a mini bowling, all the stuff that you'll find in an indoor fun park on the premises of your hotel. Because my thinking is that I have to figure out why people are going to come up to the Catskills. You know, why are you sitting in Teaneck and going away for a weekend? What's to do? Well, now I'm providing something for the kids to do. So you show up there, the kids are going to lose their mind. Once we're just starting to install all these items now, but um, kids are going to lose their mind. They're going to have, it's going to be like their own private little Disney World in a Catskills hotel. So that's the first component. The second component is now I've got to figure out why am I going to be able, how am I going to bring the parents up to the hotel? Because parents, you know, again, you're seeing, why would you go away to the Catskills? Why are we going upstate? You know, let me stay home in, in Long Island. Let me stay in Teaneck, New Jersey. You know, even though the kids are driving me crazy and they want to go to a fun park, I mean, I'm sitting here watching television. So what I'm doing at the Hudson Valley, I'm creating a spa experience that nobody has ever seen in their entire life for the adults. All right, you have to sort of picture what I'm doing over here. Every hotel that you've been to has a sauna, has a steam room, um, has a jacuzzi, right? You've been to those in, in various hotels, sure. right, Malcolm? Yeah, sure. All right, so, so that's standard, and that's not going to get me any people up there. But let me ask you this. How many times in your life have you gone and spent 20 minutes in a Himalayan salt cave? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Right, but it sounds like a cool thing to do. You're oh. like already. You're probably googling Himalayan salt cave to figure out what the heck that is. Oh yeah. Um, you can wait till after the show, but it's it's a Himalayan salt cave. You walk in, and and it looks like there's these stalactites on the ceiling. It looks like you're in an actual cave, and you're 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 getting the uh, the fumes or the energy of Himalayan salt, which is, has a curative nature to it, and it will help your breathing, help your asthma, help any type of um, uh, clean your pores. And you could spend 20 minutes over there, and you're in the Catskills, but you think you're in a Himalayan soul cave. Nobody has this. We're going to be putting that in at the hotel. I'm coming up with five, six theme rooms besides for the, the, um, besides for the you know, standard sauna and steam room and jacuzzi. Different theme rooms that people are going to walk in and have never experienced before in their lives. We're going to have a relaxation room with waterfalls streaming um, around the area there. We're going to have a room that has these tiled um, heated lounge chairs. We lie back on these lounge chairs and, and you have the, the heat from the lounge chairs on the back of your neck. I've seen this in the, in the, uh, on the cruises, but I've never seen it in a regular hotel in New York. Wow. And I'm coming up with, with different ideas for all these different rooms because I have the space to be able to do this at the hotel. And now I have a reason. We're going to have a hammam, a Turkish hammam. Um, it's different than a steam room. Steam rooms you can only tolerate for a few minutes. But a Turkish hammam, you're able to, um, you're able to go in for, for a good 20 minutes, half I'm, hour. I'm assuming, that, again, I'm assuming that all this will be ready for this upcoming Pesach, but you will be open this upcoming Pesach. So we are absolutely open this upcoming Pesach. We're getting some of this stuff ready right now. Other stuff will be coming over the next six months. Um, and we're, we're putting this all together, and we're going to turn this into a can't-miss location for adults and a can't-miss location for kids. Unbelievable. Yes, he's a blocky. He's got a lot of plans, as you hear. Destination613.com. Destinations613.com. 
613.com. Yes, yeah, I apologize. We will have an opportunity to speak more in depth, uh, but we got to wrap up for now. Uh, I do want to remind everybody, if they want Pesach in Orlando, if they want Pesach at Honors Haven, if they want Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort, which for us is a very big announcement for this morning, so a lot of people did not realize that you are now the owner of the Hudson Valley Resort and you'll be opening for Pesach 5780. And certainly if they want kosher cruises, all of this information can be found at destinations613.com, destinations613.com. Uh, people can check it out and get all this info that we discussed this morning. Anything else you'd like to quickly add? Um, you can also reach me personally by my email, which is I answer all the emails that come to destinations613 at yahoo.com. Destinations613 at yahoo.com. Destinations613 at yahoo.com. Yassi, I thank you. We'll have an opportunity to speak more about this down the road. Sounds great. More coming up. This is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
It will only happen when we all get along Everyone waiting for wishing break for Mashiach Let's love one another Everyone in song with uh, Milo Cohen and Via Hafta wrapping up a, uh, what is today, Tuesday. Big shout out to Ryan Hyman and everybody at Azer Mitzion, not only one of our great sponsors of the Kosher Halftime Show, which you'll uh, eventually see on Sunday. Oh, you'll see it, don't worry. Uh, but also Ryan joined us yesterday for the big announcement from Azer Mitzion about their one millionth Swabie. So a big shout out to them and uh, to our friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman. And, of course, at the Rothenberg Law Firm and everybody responsible for the Kosher Halftime Show 2020, which is available Sunday. Big day in Washington, D.C. today, as you know. President reveals his um, deal of the century. We'll see what that's all about. By the way, speaking of Sunday, don't forget, we do a show starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday from Eichler's in Borough Park. They've invited Barry Weiss, the great author Barry Weiss, had to fight anti-Semitism. Uh, to be at Eichler's and Borough Park this coming Sunday. We're there starting at 1 o'clock with our own Q&A and our own show, and I hope you'll be there uh, in Borough Park to join us on 13th Avenue and 50th Street. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Tuesday at JM and the AM. If you haven't voted yet in the world Zionist elections, make sure to uh, vote slate number four. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It's slate number four that you want to vote for. And again, Sunday's a big day. We'll speak more about it tomorrow. And Ashley Blaker scheduled to join us tomorrow, plus Mayor Kay and Simcha Liner on Thursday here at JM and the AM. So there's a lot going on, folks, a lot going on. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.